Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. That's the button. There we go. We'd like to welcome everybody back to the Football's Family Podcast. Got a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, this is Dr. Michael Hutchison from Traverse City, Michigan. I'm a neuromuscular cosmetic dentist. That is a, pardon the expression, a mouthful. Yeah. Ex explain to this Tennessean what that means. Well, uh, cosmetic dentistry, of course, you can imagine is just uh, making your smile better, enhancing your smile, giving you back teeth that you lost, Repairing, fixing, restoring uh, fractured teeth. And part of that other neuromuscular dentistry part is uh, you got to do that first before the cosmetic part. Get your jaw lined up correctly. Treating patients with migraines, headaches, neck pain, TMJ, uh, that sort of thing where the neuromuscular uh, dentistry comes into play. You just hit me right between the eyes i have fought migraine since i was 19 years old and it's been a long long road well 95 percent of migraines first of all migraines are medically speaking one specific thing and that is uh constriction of your cerebral arteries but it tends to anything severe like that any kind of headache tends to get thrown into migraines um, but if you take the, the statement about migraines, 95% of those cases have a jaw part that is, uh, overlooked and not addressed and usually is the main culprit of the headaches, migraine problem. Uh, it, it's a Charlie horse in your head, if you will, caused by the muscles to make your jaw move and do the functions. And if your jaw doesn't fit together right, your muscles suffer and radiate okay. pain. Okay, so again, I'm completely ignorant on this, but you'll help me out. So the jaw's obviously connected, the muscles connect to everything. But how does that connect to the, how does that cause the migraines? I mean, what with, with that disconnection? Well, if you have a, if you pull a hamstring, does just your hamstring hurt or does your whole leg hurt? I would imagine your whole leg hurts. It looks yeah. painful. So if you have uh, overworked spasmodic muscles with uh, full lactic acid uh, radiating pain, it tends to radiate through your head in certain places. So uh, there was a big study done by Janet Travell back in the 60s uh, about trigger points and that and she demonstrated that various parts of the muscle 
refer pain to other parts of the of the head, depending on which muscle it is. So, uh, for example, the masseter muscle—it's the big one on your on your cheek—that can refer pain to uh, the the inside of your mouth, your teeth on that side. The temporalis muscle radiates pain all over your head. Um, and that's just the muscle. It's not anything to do with your brain or anything like that. It's just, it's just muscle spasm. So if your jaw doesn't fit together properly, it would be like you getting up from the chair and uh, running a marathon. And then tomorrow your muscles will all hurt if you could even do it. Hmm. Right. <laughs> So you're doing this malfunction of your jaw 24 hours a day and pretty soon um, it builds up and you start having unexplained headaches. This was really the source of, of TMJ. And ultimately what we're gonna talk about later, uh, something that I discovered for sports. But if you have your jaw and your teeth don't come in the right place You're, they don't come in tall enough or something causes your muscles and your skeleton to be not equal then the muscles are the ones that are going to suffer and so that's where you get the pain from and so we've discovered that if you just let your uh, jaw uh, hang where it wants to hang at rest the pain will go away so this is the important thing about the the jaw and its component that has to do with uh, jaw position and pain and headaches and ultimately concussions and and performance. This part this part of your anatomy has two joints. The only bone that has two joints in the body that work simultaneously together every instant and it's only held in to the skull by ligaments and muscles it's not physically attached bone to bone in fact that's detrimental if you start grinding your bones together that's going to create a lot of uh, problems and pathology so the uh, jaw is absolutely ignored in sports i see a helmet back there behind you and the way that back in ancient times when they started playing football <laughs> they held it they held it it was obvious you know you got to hold your helmet on or it'll fly off so put a chin strap on it and tighten it up so that it holds your helmet on but what it also does is jam your jaw back up against the skull and when you receive a blow to the side of the head or your jaw, mm. it, just, it just translates like electricity up to your brain. But historical tradition and all of the things that have come down the line have totally ignored the jaw and its association with the rest of the skull and the body and the muscles. But it plays a very important role in uh, how our body works. So... You you were talking, and I, I, we talked a little bit, not not much, but we talked a little bit about what you're working on uh, for football or for whatever sport, and that's the uh, mouth guards. 
And I, again, that's that's how I sim, sim, what what do you call them? Well, uh, I call it a power plus mouth guard. A power plus mouth guard. That's and I don't like the term mouth guard because this is what we have right now. Uh, it's seventy three years old, nineteen fifty. Some Notre Dame players were breaking their teeth playing football, and Life Magazine wrote an article about it, and the ADA took a stand and said, well, let's make a uh, appliance that protects you from banging your teeth together and breaking them, and we'll call it a mouth guard. And so uh, in 1950, the first mouth guard was, was constructed. And this is what we have today. We have the same technology, even though there's lots of different ones, uh, as I'm going to explain, the only thing that they were trying to do is keep you from banging your teeth together. And it does a good job. Anything between your teeth will, will cushion your, the blow to your teeth and protect them from breaking. But what they didn't know is how much the jaw affects the physiology, neurology, and mechanics of the rest of the body. And they, in 1950, didn't, didn't even conceive that. They didn't care about that had no idea about that. They just were trying to protect teeth. But it matters, we found out, how thick it is, which jaw it goes on, and most of all, in our own unique, personal, physiologic jaw position. Mine's different than yours. Yours is different than every other person. But if you think about what we've been looking at mouth guards, the mouth guard is for everyone. You just go buy a mouth guard, boil and bite it. You do not want to know what, how, you know, how you want to bite. You need to know how your body bites. And that's the important thing. Well, explain what, okay. We've had for, for years and I, and this is, this is supposed to, supposed to be this way, should have been this way for a long time. Concussions, especially in hockey, football. Uh, explain a concussion uh, to the best of your ability. Explain what a concussion is and how having the proper, uh, well, just explain a concussion before we go any further. Yes, in simplified forms, it's a brain injury. It's like, uh, you know, somebody hits you in the, in the arm with a baseball bat. The harder they hit you, the more of a injury it will be. Uh, and so, Brain injuries are, it's a delicate tissue, so it doesn't take uh, as much force to start causing an injury. There actually was a study that just came out that kids who played, who had concussions uh, later in life show cognitive uh, disabilities, just getting a little knock on the head uh, because brain tissue is very delicate and difficult for it to heal back up so um what the what the logical and current thought is is that if you get hit hard enough your brain is suspended in your skull in water spinal fluid and uh, that somewhat helps keep it stable and helps uh, cushion it so but if you get hit hard enough the brain will slosh around in in the skull and get injured that's not the only way that the brain can be injured. And there've been lots of studies shown in the military where somebody is near 
a blast of a bomb and the energy from that causes a concussion or even specifically blows the helmet of the soldier up against their skull and uh, the, the force goes in their jaw and they end up having a concussion. Well, do you remember, I, I don't remember what year it was, Rudy Tomjanovich got hit on the back of his head and he said he started tasting what turned out to be spinal fluid. Was that as a, I mean, do you remember that hit him playing for the Rockets? Yeah, I remember hearing that story. Well, I was wondering if that had something to do with what you're talking about with the brain suspended or was that something from his spine? Well, that's something that, uh, if you get hit that hard, uh, your brain's going to be affected. But it sounds to me like there was enough force to rupture that spinal column that that holds the spinal fluid so that some of that could leak out. That so, sounds absolutely awful. You know, so that's uh, that's in, in essence a different injury. But um, what what started me in this whole thing was not concussions. It was strength. When I was, uh, I wasn't satisfied with the the current TMJ treatments that were taught in school and what what we standard dentists would would uh, do for procedures to help people with migraines, headaches, TMJ symptoms, and so I did just some research. I just went out and tried to find any other procedure, any other technique, any other modality that seemed to show promise. And I, I met a guy who had been working on TMJ and TMJ alone for 30 years. And he, what he was doing was a very extremely high success rate. And that was positioning the jaw in its passive rest, physiologic rest position. And when, when he would do that, patients were cured of all those symptoms, which was unheard of when I was in dental school and for 10 years after dental school, we would never say that, that TMJ could be cured uh, because it really was felt like that we couldn't, we could, we could manage it in some cases. But what we were doing was accidentally finding that physiologic job position. And we found on those cases, we were highly successful. But what we were taught is if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And there's nothing you can do. And that's because our our treatment that we were taught was so arbitrary. It was just keeping you from grinding your teeth. So sticking any kind of plastic in between your teeth and and uh, let you go at it. And if it, if it was in the right spot, it worked. If it wasn't in the right spot, it didn't work. And in some cases, if it was too thick or too large, it would make it worse. And so uh, that was the frustrating thing of the old treatment that frankly is being taught still today. What do you do different? What I do is, um, again, now I know there's a, now that I know that there's a physiologic job position, what I first do for TMJ cases, and this is going to lead into uh, the mouth guard, uh, i I make a little appliance that separates your teeth um, away from any other teeth so that you don't bite together like you're programmed to bite like gears. So you're, you're, you're sliding on this little 
uh, apparatus. And so you'll automatically slide into rest position. And I, I test that. I test that before and after and get your feedback and see how you feel. And people would, would come back to me and say, um, man, I, I've never felt this good in my life. Never slept better in my life. Uh, I even feel stronger. What's that all about? And I didn't really know about that. And so that made me really look into that. I said, Mrs. Jones is stronger. What would happen if I took the 0 and 9 Lions and uh, made them all 20% stronger? I'd be a genius and they'd be in the Super Bowl, right? So uh, I started testing. My dad was an exercise physiologist and uh, we were a big sports family. And so uh, naturally, uh, I just thought of sports. Like if, you know, everybody's trying to take, do whatever they can to get more strength, even take steroids and other supplements and go to the gym and, you know, just beat yourself up just to get stronger. Little did they know that the majority of us already have uh, at least 16.8% more strength in us. Uh, we're just not utilizing it because of our blockage of our jaw and what it does to the nervous system. So the first person I ever tested was this guy who was a police chief, fire chief in my hometown of Traverse City. He was kind of a local celebrity and his hobby was bench pressing. He was 65 years old. He made it on the USA powerlifting team. He went to the national powerlifting championships and he he won first place with a, a sanctioned lift of 398 pounds most he'd ever lifted in his life and they wrote an article about him in the local paper and i read it and he said that he wanted to go to prague and break the world record which is was 435 pounds and he didn't know if he could because he never lifted that much ever in his life but he's going to work really hard for the next six weeks and see if he can do it. And at that point in time, I didn't have a lot of data. I just knew there was a mechanism in the body that uh, unleashed could increase your strength. Uh, and so I called him up. I said, I can get you your world record tonight. I did that on faith of my own part. <laughs> I didn't really know for sure. I just told him I can get it. But long story short, he came over, I made him a mouth appliance, put him in his physiologic job position, told him to let me know after his workout, because he was going to go lift right after that. And to let me know what I said, you, most people get about 20% increase in strength. I didn't know that for sure either. Um, but anyway, I told him that so that you could put 480 up there and you could lift it. And uh, he got to 455 and got scared because he thought he was going to hurt himself. But he said, I, I know I can do more. I know I could do more. So he fortunately, I said, give me your weightlifting logs because I need data. And he, for the next six weeks, got up to 525. Good night. And then he went to Prague and lifted 455, which was a world record and uh, held that record for 10 years. No, 65-year-old man. 65-year-old man. <laughs> so, so what are again, it's it, what are the odds that 
that much power can be released by by properly adjoin, uh, aligning your jaw. I mean, what are the odds? Well, it's all mechanics. It's if your muscle fiber is not told to do anything, it won't. So uh, Wayne State University's biomedical engineering department uh, came to me and wanted to study strength increase with this physiologic jaw position. And so they did, and they took 40 of their football players and sh and uh, did a study with arms and legs, and they showed a 16.8% increase in strength with, with the physiologic jaw positioning appliance over shock doctor, which is the number one mouth guard, totally conventional, mainstream, uh, one size fits all, a no mouth guard lift and then a cheapy like you get for free and uh, shock doctor actually was uh, the worst in strength increase and over even no mouth guard at all but power plus was uh, head over heels above those other three uh, and this is what we've come to understand so Everything, if you're going to go lift bench press, your brain has to tell you to do it. I mean, you have to say, okay, I'm going to lift this weight. And then you uh, have to think about how you're going to do that. You're, you're, not, you're not totally thinking about it because you have an autonomic nervous system as well that functions without your mental, uh, your conscious command. But if you, uh, if your jaw is in a in a position that it pinches off nerves, squeezes them because they're not, the jaw's not in the right position to let that through. There's going to be uh, nerve endings that are going to be pinched off and not reach the muscles that you need to to do what you need to do. And so there, there therefore, if you have a, a muscle that's working and it has a hundred fibers and only 77 fibers get told to contract. There's 17, 17 fibers that are just not doing anything. So if you get those to do the work as well, up to a hundred percent, you immediately increase your strength output. So you can run faster, jump higher. You can hit a ball farther. You can, stay longer in the sport you there was a study showing that marathon runners reported their wall that wall they hit when they're running where they want to quit moved from 16 miles to 20 because their muscles were started out functioning at 100 percent and took them farther so this is how the jaw is influenced in strength and that can be your legs your arms your back your neck is very important in concussions because you can prevent yourself from too much sway of your head that, that's been shown in research that if you strengthen your neck uh, in fact tua is reported tua tagovailoa is reported to be doing strength neck strength muscle uh, workouts to help him prevent concussions. Um, 
but that's what a physiologic jaw position does as well. It just unleashes all that muscle fibers that are not being told what to do. And you immediately increase the strength. So because of that, uh, I started testing everything, every person I could, all uh, the, the Wayne State test. Anecdotally, the football team went on to have the winningest record in the history of the school and ended up in the national D2 national championship game. Never been there uh, by wearing a physiologic job positioning mouth guard on their whole team. So when we established that, I needed data. I had my son's eighth grade football team. They were 0-3. I went to the coach and said, I need data, so I want to make all the boys a, a, a new type of mouth guard. It goes on the lower teeth. And he said, good. I went and met with the parents. We all decided to do it. And I followed them in a Catholic school. So it was about 100 boys for uh, six years. There were no concussions in those six years. Catholic school anecdotally won five state championships in a row. And my son's team had uh, two undefeated seasons and uh, one with three losses, the very first one. They won the conference. And uh, all winning records. So the, the strength was kind of established. But what really changed the game was that physiologic jaw position doesn't allow the G-forces of concussion to get translated up to the brain. It can't jump across the joint because it's separated and it gets dissipated away. And so that's how uh, we've been able to accomplish a 0.2% concussion rate, which that's is... Nice. The- is that very similar to having buildings that have uh, mechanics in there to help it sway during an earthquake? It well, just... it's it in in some ways it it does because it doesn't it puts your jaw in its passive state and you can't get out of it because you're wearing an appliance that won't let you close too far or won't have you open too far. It puts you in the safest position in your jaw to skull relationship, and so you you dissipate the forces away from the brain. If you get a if you get a force strong enough power plus is not going to prevent a concussion you know but uh 98.98 percent is uh pretty good i would take that what what is uh so number one where do you get it we'll get to that in just a minute okay but number two how long do you think before people start to see this as as a viable option to to not only uh, protect their kids, but also to protect the sport. Soon. Uh, my main problem is that I, uh, I, I did the research, I developed, I discovered this, me and me only. And I'm just one person trying to educate the world. So it's been going slowly. But uh, now it's it's getting out there to where there's, there's lots of teams. There's NFL players. Daniel Sorensen is my poster child. He played for the Chiefs, two Super Bowls, eight years, free safety, uh, and then free safety for the Saints for one year, last year. No concussions, 
in nine years in the NFL playing free safety is pretty much nearly impossible. But he did it because he he had his jaw in that physiologic jaw position. And he started out as a, a practice player, a non-drafted practice player, and ended up having a, a four-year NFL uh, contract his last four years and then playing with the saints he's retired now but the important thing is that he didn't have a concussion playing probably the the, the position that gets most of the concussions that is it's a scary thing for to watch Tua last year i believe his first concussion where he is basically on the ground with his fingers curled up like that and you knew what he had i mean even laymen like me knew exactly what he had. The second one, I didn't know what he had. I thought something was wrong with his legs, but it went from his brain down to his to his motors to his legs. And it's like ah, that. And so you're saying that he's working on his neck muscles. That that's amazing. Just to find some things to make it even better. Yeah, uh, Tua Tua has he knows about Power Plus, and uh, he had it when I was at the Polynesian Hall of Fame Bowl as a a sponsor uh but then his college coach nick saban wouldn't wouldn't let him wear it and he got out of the habit and now that he's a big time nfl player you can't you can't get a hold of him <laughs> but tua knows about it and i fully expect him to be back doing it soon uh because i've gotten a hold of his agent and uh we're working on it uh tua knows he 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 knows about it, and I it bo- it kind of bothers me that he 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 got pushed a different direction, just out of you know historical tradition and not no. Science. But uh, I have I have problems with tradition when it deals with the with the long term health of somebody. Right. Where can we get one? Where can we get in touch with you? You can go to powerplusmouthguard.com. And there's lots of great information, and you can order one right there. There's also a deal up at the top, uh, Power Up. And so if you put that in the promo code, you get 10% off. So powerplusmouthguard.com is where you can get it. This will, be, this will be in the show notes as well. So you can probably, I think how that works is you can click on it from the show notes. Yep. Well, Dr. Hutchinson, I'm, I, I just got the the notice from zoom um want to kind of wrap this up here in just a second you have you have a passion because you saw a need and you saw what it what pain is not just for athletes but for regular people the pain of of tmj which is awful migraines which are awful and other things and you went and you try to find a way to solve those needs. And that's something that I appreciate. I, I appreciate the fact that you saw that you saw the need and you went to help people. That's something that is that should be uh, commended for you, period. Uh, I know I know this is a, a business, but it's more than that to you, isn't it? Absolutely more than that. Uh, I always believe that was taught by my parents if you if you don't about doing good and you do the right thing all good things come to you so i really don't and i think it's obvious because i uh i don't have a huge business yet 
and I've been doing this for a long time, but uh, I'm doing good. You know, there's 10,800 concussions that happen every day and it's just not necessary. Uh, we're wearing a mouth guard that's 73 years old. And isn't it obvious that in 73 years, everything else has changed, but this we think is perfect. Absolutely not. It was it was designed for one reason back in 1950, and that was to keep you from banging your teeth together. Otherwise, it's basically detrimental to everyone who wears it. And uh, it's my passion to get out there and, and change it because it doesn't have to be that way. It can be better. It can be. And with people like you, uh, it will be. And hopefully with this particular podcast we can help get the message out a little bit more well i really appreciate you taking the time and i hope uh i added value to your podcast and your listeners will appreciate mm -hmm. it and please all parents athletes step up to the new technology i mean we, we none of us go to the wall and pick up our phone we just reach in our pocket and uh and have the world at our fingertips and this is the same concept with uh with this new mouth appliance is that, yeah, uh, there was a mouth guard, but now there's a, there's a, a new way, a new technology, a new innovation, a new discovery. And it, it just has to be out there on the field in all sports to protect us and help us play safer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Please be safe and uh, let me know if I can help you out anymore. Uh, you want to come back on, please let me know. You're more than welcome anytime, my friend. All right. Really appreciate it. Have All a good right. evening. And thank you all for listening to the Football's Family Podcast. Take care. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude. And I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. The Pigskin Tales podcast is all about the lesser known pro football players. Yes, there are stories about the ones we know, like Brad Tarkenton and Harold Red Green. But have you ever heard of Ernie Nevers? How about Dave Osborne or even Grady Alderman? These men created their own path to the NFL. How did they do it? Listen to the Pigskin Tales podcast. Now streaming on your favorite music platform. Go to pigskintales.com. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcasts. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcasts. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.